Welcome to the Every Nation Dorado Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. Let's continue with the Holy Spirit. Today we're looking at the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And I just want to open up in prayer. Father, we just want to thank you so much for your word this morning. We thank you that your word is living and active. We thank you, Lord, that you want to touch each and every single person here. You want to reveal the gifts of your Holy Spirit. You want to stir them up in us, oh, Father God. And as we come to read and and just uh, participate in your word, we really pray that you will come and do a deep work in our midst, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So last week, Pastor Chris, who is actually currently at the World Conference in Orlando, Florida, with a number of every nation people, they're there just waiting for the conference to kick off. So we're really excited about that and can't wait to hear what God um, has done there. And also, I I also want to mention that yesterday we had a group of people from church who went to Ochoarongo to do some outreach and prayer, and soon we'll be getting feedback from Dave and his team. So it's really, it's God is on the move. He's doing great stuff. So let's just be hungry and expectant. So today we're doing the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And we started off by looking at the Holy Spirit and the person of the Holy Spirit and why the Holy Spirit is so important in our lives. We cannot do life. Yeah. We cannot live for God without the Holy Spirit. So today we're going to look at what does the Holy Spirit actually do by focusing on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. It's so important for us to know what is it that God has made available for us. Because sometimes we, we hear about this stuff, but we don't really live it out. We, don't, we, don't, we think it's for a select few. But God wants us to know that it's not for a select few. It's for the body of Christ. It's for every single person. So I want us to open our Bibles in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 1 to 11. And while you're going there to 1 Corinthians 12, verse 1 to 11, or just 1 Corinthians 12, I'm going to read quite a number of passages from there. Also keep your Bible open at 1 Corinthians 14. It's nice to to mark these things in your own Bible. I mean, they're going to project it there, but it's always nice to to have this underlined in your own Bible, to study it with. So it reads as follows, verse 1. Now about spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be ignorant. Then I want us to jump to verse 4. Therefore, there are different kinds of gifts by the same Spirit, There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them in all men. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the Spirit the message of wisdom. To another, the message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between Spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and He gives them to each one just as He determines. Amen. 
So in this passage, Paul is speaking about spiritual gifts, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And he starts off by saying, about spiritual gifts, I do not want you to be ignorant. He's saying to the church, I don't want anybody to be missed or uninformed about the gifts that God has made available to us. They are there, they exist. And so he goes into it. And then he says that there are different kinds of gifts by the same Spirit. There are different kinds of service by the same Lord. There are different kinds of working by the same God. He mentions Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and God in that passage. Just to take us back to the, God, uh, to the, to the Godhead, where he says, there are different gifts, the same Spirit. Different service, service unto the Lord, the same Lord. Different workings by the same God. Amen. Right? And then he goes on to explain these gifts in greater detail. From verse, um, yeah, in greater detail, from verse 8 to 11. And he mentions the different spiritual gifts here. He mentions them in, 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 in great uh, depth. And there I've just um, made them bold for everyone to be able to pick them up as we go through this passage again. He says, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For the profit of all, right? For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. To another, the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gift, gifts of healing by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things. Okay? So he mentions the different gifts of the Holy Spirit. And before we look at them, I just want us to set some guidelines here. Just some, some principles to understand when we're looking at the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The first thing is that the source is the Holy Spirit. They are called the gifts of the Holy Spirit because the source is the Holy Spirit. There are people that can prophesy, that can see or know things supernaturally, but they don't know it through the Holy Spirit. There is a different source there. And that's what we call counterfeit gifts. But today we want to focus on the gifts of the Holy Spirit that as we get baptized in the Holy Spirit... There is a release of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. All believers have one or more of the gifts. Every single person sitting here. Those gifts that were mentioned, even though some of you are looking at what are those gifts? I saw the names, but I don't really know what they are. Don't worry, we're going to find out more. Yeah? But each and every single person can move in one of those gifts, one or two or however. It's not for a select few. It's for the body of Christ. It's for each and every single person. And even if you haven't moved in any, and you're sitting here and you're thinking, no, I, I don't have any of those gifts, they're there. They're just dormant and they need to be activated by the Holy Spirit. Okay. And then we need to understand that these gifts are both tools and weapons. This is what's in the toolbox of a Christian. You know, it was so important to Jesus that the disciples first get baptized in the Holy Spirit before they go out and preach the gospel and do the work of ministry. 
Because the Holy Spirit is what enabled them to be able to do what they're supposed to do. So as children of God today, for us to be able to live this life that God has called us here on earth, we cannot do it without the Holy Spirit. We need him so desperately. He's the one who directs us. He's the one that, you, that, that stirs up these gifts in us for us to be able to use, whether it's at work, whether it's as I'm driving in the taxi, whether, wherever it is that you're going, the gifts are constantly there. God is constantly looking to do something. And we just need to tune in. Tune in with the Holy Spirit. And allow him to use us. Amen. And the gifts may vary in their strengths. In someone's life. So you may be stronger in a certain area. Based on how much faith you have for a certain gift. Yeah? Or based on how, how much time you spend with the Holy Spirit. You know the thing that really causes the gifts to move more in our lives is intimacy with the Holy Spirit. When we cultivate that intimacy with him, when we become so sensitive to him, we, we know when he's moving, when he's directing, and when he's showing us to do certain things. But if we're busy in our everyday life and we don't get, give time to listen to what the Holy Spirit is doing, we can miss out on a word that we were supposed to share with somebody. Yeah? We can miss out on something that God is doing in the service that he wants to release. We can miss out on, 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 on anything that he wants to do during Passion Night because we are not tuned in. So that's why intimacy with the Holy Spirit is so important. The Holy Spirit desires to have a relationship with each and every single person here. He is a person. He really is a person. And he, and he wants us to engage with him, to walk with him, to know him. There's a beautiful book that Benny Hinn wrote called Good Morning, Holy Spirit. How many of you guys have read that book? It's a beautiful book. I read it ages ago when I first got saved, and I started reading it again now that we're doing this Holy Spirit series. And it's just, it, it really just shows how the Holy Spirit really, really wants to have a close relationship with us and how he can manifest himself in our lives. You know, we know that the Holy Spirit is here. He's always here. But there's a time when he tangibly comes out and he starts manifesting himself and he's doing things in our midst. And we need to be, to, to be alert to pick up what it is that he's doing. Amen. And the gifts testify and to, to and demonstrate the Lordship of Jesus Christ and not a person. Okay. The gifts were poured out. Okay. To testify that this Jesus Christ is truly Lord and Savior. And this is what he does through our lives. The Holy Spirit always bears witness to Jesus Christ. Jesus bears witness to the Father. The Holy Spirit gives witness or bears witness to Jesus Christ. So the gifts of the Holy Spirit are not for a person. It's not to say, oh, look at how powerful I am. And that person is so powerful. Did you see the gifts? They've got gifts of healing. The word of knowledge, man, prophetic words are flowing. Man, that person is powerful. No. It is the God in the person. It is the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You do not work for them, but the Holy Spirit gives them. God has given them to us freely. Yeah? 
So when, person, when someone is operating on a greater level, we thank God that they've been engaging and praying in the Holy Spirit and seeking Him out more to be able to unlock the full potential of operating in these gifts, but we don't worship the person. Okay? So it's so important to, to just remember these guidelines as we're going through. And you will see that in, in, in Corinthians, Paul's, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, Paul speaks about the gifts in chapter 12. And then he, he, in chapter 13, he speaks about love. And then he continues about with the gifts again in chapter 14. Why? Because he wants us to understand that these gifts need to operate from a place of love. Yeah? It is for building up. It is for encouraging. It is to express the heart of the Father that without love, these gifts are nothing. It doesn't matter how well you prophesy. It doesn't matter if you see angels, if you can heal, if you can do all these other powerful things. If you do not have love, it is useless because God is love. Okay? So the gifts. Have you seen somebody who prophesies but they're very rude? The, the, the gifts don't do anything for your character. <laughs> They're freely given. Character we need to develop and we need to choose to follow and live our lives the way God. It takes discipline. Yeah. But the gifts are freely given. So don't ever think that because somebody is so powerful and they have amazing gifts and they're doing amazing things... <laughs> We, we get impressed by gifts, you know. People get impressed by gifts. And then we think, oh, God is really with that person. He's endorsing that person. I mean, the gifts are there, but <laughs> the character is the most important thing. Yeah? So the gifts cannot operate outside of the character. And you don't just want the character without the gifts. And you don't want the gifts without the character. We need both. There are people who say, no, I don't care about the gifts. I just want the character as long as I've got love. And it's great, but you're living short of what Christ has made available. And then there are people that want the gifts, and they're running after the gifts, and they're stirring up the gifts, but they, there's no love, no care for people. So it's, it's both, the both are important. And scholars have made it very easy for us to understand the gifts, so they kind of group it into groups so that we won't forget them and we'll understand them. And there are three categories of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The first category is inspirational gifts. They're also known as vocal gifts because these are gifts that where you use your mouth to speak. And these are the gift of prophecy, gift of tongues, as we read there, and interpretation of tongues. These are called inspirational gifts. Then we have the power gifts. These are your action gifts. Faith, everybody has a measure of faith, but there's a supernatural faith that en enables some people to do amazing things. And we're going to find out about that. Stephen Haynes will be doing the power gifts. And then healing and works of miracles, like Moses. And then we have revelation gifts. This is the word of wisdom. It's not the gift of wisdom. The word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and discerning of spirits. It's a, it's a revelation that God gives to a certain person at a given moment for a specific thing concerning your life. It's revelation. Things that people know that they would not have known otherwise unless the Holy Spirit showed them that. 
Amen. So those are the different categories. Today we're going to kickstart with the inspirational gifts. Yeah. Because they, they're, they're kind of con- controversial. So we're going to start with the controversial ones. <laughs> yeah. The inspirational gifts. As I said, these are your vocal gifts. This is where God speaks through a person. The gift of prophecy, gift of diverse kind of tongues, and the interpretation of tongues. So this is where I want us to turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Because the Apostle Paul here is speaking about specifically the gifts of prophecy and the gift of tongues. And he starts off again by saying, follow the way of love. And eagerly desire spiritual gifts, especially the gift of prophecy. For anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. Indeed, no one understands him. He utters mysteries with his spirit. But everyone who prophesies speaks to men for their strengthening, encouragement, and comfort. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. But he who prophesies edifies the church. I would like every one of you to speak in tongues, but I would rather have you prophesy. He who prophesies is greater than one who speaks in tongues, unless he interprets so that the church may be edified. Now, brothers, and then he continues to speak about coming together. I want to skip to um, verse 22 where he speaks a bit more about tongues. But please do a study at home on chapter 14 in your own time. Just read the whole of chapter 14. Verse 22 says, Tongues then are a sign not for believers, but for unbelievers. Prophecy, however, is for believers, not for unbelievers. So if the whole church comes together and everyone speaks in tongues, and some who do not understand or some unbelievers come in, will they not say, that you are out of your mind, but if an unbeliever or someone who does not understand comes in while everybody is prophesying, he will be convinced by all that he is a sinner and will be judged by all, and the secrets of his heart will be laid bare. So he will fall down and worship God, exclaiming, God is really among us. So that is a passage where Paul is writing about prophecy and tongues in detail to the church in Corinth to say, I want you guys to understand these things. They're there in the Bible. They're for today's believers, and we need to understand how they work. Okay? So prophecy, what is prophecy? It is the supernatural utterance in a known language, speaking the mind of Christ by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. So it is the Holy Spirit that enables us to be able to prophesy. Now, you can prophesy to an individual, but in this context, Paul is speaking to the church that when we come together, we're worshiping God. And sometimes during worship, God can reveal what he's doing in a service or in the corporate body through this gift of prophecy. And you will sense that you you got something from the Lord and you want to share it in the church. So this is what he's talking about. It is God revealing something to you specifically to come and share. And, that, and he's saying, it's, so, it's, it's a great gift. He's saying, I would want everybody to desire the gifts of the Holy Spirit, especially the gift of prophecy. 
Because it edifies the church. It builds up. Prophecy is there to, ed to edify, to exhort, and to comfort. Edify means to build up. Exhort means to encourage. And to comfort means to, to console. Yeah? You are speaking the heart of God towards the church. Now, it is not a, the gift of criticism. Yeah? Some people think that the prophetic is for criticizing. God is not happy with this church. There are too many people. To, no, no, that is not prophecy. That is just somebody sharing what they're angry about that's happening in the church. Yeah? Because prophecy always leaves people encouraged to seek God more, to get into a deeper relationship with God, to get closer to the Lord, to live the life that God has called them to live. And this is for every single person here. You can all prophesy because you all hear the voice of God. Yeah? You know why some people prophesy more than others? Do you know why? Because they simply spend more time with God. <laughs> if you spend more time with God, more time with the Holy Spirit, you will hear God more and you will be able to prophesy more. So it's for every single person here. But not every single person is a prophet. Okay? These are the gifts of the Holy Spirit. There's another category of gifts called the ministry gifts. And this we read about in Ephesians 4 verse 12, which says it was he who gave some to be apostles, prophets, teachers, evangelists, pastors, to equip the saints for the works of ministry. Okay? Jesus chooses who he has called to be an evangelist, a pastor, a prophet, a teacher. So those guys do not have the gift of teaching or the gift of prophecy. A, prophecy, a prophet does not have a gift of, of prophecy. They are the gift. They are a prophet. Okay? So they stand in that office. A teacher does not have the gift of teaching. Yes, they teach, but they are the gift. The teacher is the gift. Okay? And that's the difference. So everybody can move in these spiritual gifts. So you can't say, no, I don't prophesy. I don't, it's for everyone. So I'm not going to spend too much time on the prophetic because we are a prophetic church. This church believes in prophecy. People will prophesy over you if you go to a connect group. People will prophesy over you if you come to Bible school. People will prophesy over you at grow courses. Wherever you meet people from here, they will prophesy over you because that is the grace that is resting upon this church. God has called us to be a prophetic church. And we, we have what we call hearing God's voice twice a year. We had it beginning of the year. We have another one coming up sometime in October. We're going to advertise it. So I, I want, if you want to find out more about the prophetic, just come to that course. We go deep into detail with it. Yeah? But what I'm going to focus on is the gift of diverse kind of tongues and interpretation of tongues. Okay? So, tongues. <laughs> Quite a controversial topic. Sometimes, not all the time. It depends where you are. Um, it's amazing to know that there are people who actually don't believe that the gifts of the Holy Spirit are still in operation today. They say they were just poured out during that time when Jesus left the apostles to build the church. And once the church was started, we don't need those gifts anymore. They're not in operation. And especially the gift of tongues, they're like, no, 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 no. Tongues don't make sense. Why would you need tongues? Okay? But if we read in the word, we will understand 
what the purpose of tongues are. And, and the interesting thing about tongues is that it's a New Testament phenomena. We don't find it anywhere else in the Bible. Yeah? Except in the New Testament. That's where we see when the church, the New Testament church was birthed, that's where we see tongues coming forth. But we need to understand that they're actually different kind of tongues. Yeah? There's that tongue that we see in the books of Acts 2, where, where it says the Holy Spirit came down on them. Maybe we can quickly read that. I want to read that. In the book of, of Acts chapter 2, quickly. It says, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard the sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard them speaking in his own language. Utterly amazed, they asked, are not all these men who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hear them in his own native language? And then they mentioned the, the languages there. Now this tongue that happened here is, is, a, is, is a special tongue because what was happening is the Holy Spirit came, the disciples were baptized in the Holy Spirit for the first time as they waited, as Jesus had promised it came, and then they started speaking. And there were a group of people surrounding them. And as they were speaking, all these people started hearing them in their own languages. So imagine this, that we are, we are people here gathered. And then there are 12 people or how many of the disciples that are Ovambo-speaking people from Tandi. They only understand Oshivambo. They've never learned to speak English. They've never learned to speak Afrikaans. They don't know German. None of those. They only speak Oshiwambo. Ne? And then something happens, and we all know this, and then something happens to them. Ne? And all of a sudden, as they're opening their mouths and they're speaking, Barbara is hearing them speak in German. Yeah? And, 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 and somebody else that speaks Afrikaans hears them speaking in Afrikaans. And Mr. Gustavo, they is starting to hear them speak in Portuguese. And everybody is hearing these guys in their own languages. And you're like, but my goodness, aren't these the Ovambos from Tsandi? They, they haven't learned German. They haven't learned Afrikaans. They haven't learned any of these languages. But we all hear them speaking in our own languages. That is what happened here. It was a place where God revealed himself to the people that were there by enabling the disciples to be able to speak in their native languages. Isn't that amazing? I personally haven't had this yet. I'm still trusting God for a day. I know there was a time, every time I see foreigners coming from other nations that don't understand English, I'm always like, oh Lord, there's a Korean lady. Give me a tongue. Give me a Korean tongue. I'm really trusting the Lord to be able to engage with them in their native language where God just gives me a supernatural message for them to share with them in their own language. It's so beautiful. Yeah? 
And this is what they call a sign tongue, a tongue used as a sign for the unbeliever to know. I, I saw this happen in church once. It didn't happen to me, but I remember there was a time when some years back we invited um, Nigel Desmond, who's very prophetic. He's actually a fivefold prophet. And he was just activating the presence of God and, and people were falling in the spirit and all things, sorts of things were happening. And I remember this girl, she just fell down and then she was lying there for quite some time and she was speaking. But it sounded like a language. Like I'm one of those guys that are, that are very um, curious about Asian languages. So I love listening to clips, people speaking Chinese, speaking Japanese. I want to hear, does it sound the same? What does it really sound like, you know? And I remember when this girl was lying on the floor, to me she sounded like she was speaking Chinese. But it sounded like she was speaking, you know, when, when the, the other tongues that we're going to speak about, when people speak, it, it's just, you know, but this one, it's, it's foreign to my sound, but it sounds like she's speaking to someone. Huh, same sounds, huh? And then she goes quiet. So, yeah, yeah, you know, and I'm thinking, what is going on? But I didn't disturb. I just let the Holy Spirit finish doing what, what he was doing there. And then at the end of it, I asked her, what was happening there? And she said the most incredible thing happened to her while she was lying there. She was in the Spirit, and she had this picture. It's like she was out of this place, and she was in another place where two Chinese men were standing and she was talking to them, preaching the gospel to them. And they were asking her questions and she was answering the question. And I, because I remember hearing pauses and then she would talk. And then I was like, mm, this sounds very interesting. So she was interacting with somebody. And God wants to do that through us. Amen. He really does. So let us not get tired even though it never happened and you're thinking, no, I don't think it's going to happen. We need to continue pressing in. God wants to use us in this area. The only reason why, we, why he doesn't is because we're ignorant of the stuff. Or we think it's for other people. But I want, I want to stir up a hunger in us to know that God really wants to release this over us. He wants to use us in this. You know? So this is the, t the sign tongue for an unbeliever. When they hear you speak in their language, they will say, surely there is a God. Because he just spoke to me through that person in my own language. You know? And I mean, there are other testimony from other preachers that I've heard sharing in this area where they were preaching and somebody was translating what they were saying in French and they thought they were talking... Um, just speaking another language, different, I mean, there are numerous testimonies in this. So I want to encourage us to, to really trust God for that. I'm definitely still trusting God for that. And then the next one is a public tongue, yeah? And this is the one where Paul is speaking about that he would rather have you prophesy than speaking in a tongue. But if you do speak in a tongue, then there must be someone to interpret it. This is a public tongue like in a worship service, sometimes at Passion Night a lot of the times. I mean in a worship pattern service because of the way we're set up, we don't always make room for, you know, <laughs> Holy Spirit chaos. But the, a Passion Night is that place for us, yeah? We believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And, and if the Lord chooses to do something different on a Sunday, we, we are open to it, okay? So... The, the public tongue is when God, it's, it's, a, it's a heavenly language. It is a language that no man can understand. Huh? But this one is a 
language coming directly from God, speaking through someone to the congregation, giving revelation of what's happening or, or just strengthening, just speaking to the congregation through a person. So that person will feel like, I've got a message from the Lord. The Lord wants me to release that. Some people know when they have a public tongue. So they'll come to the front and they'll say, I sense the Lord has given me a tongue. You give them the mic and then they release the tongue. And when that tongue is released, you can feel in the atmosphere a lot of the times there is something that shifts in the atmosphere because it comes to activate something. And I personally have experienced that. I have given public tongues before. There have been a number of people here that the Lord has used even at Passion Night to release that public tongue. And I know a friend of mine always used to ask, but how do you know when you have a public tongue? It's different for different people. For me, my, my mouth starts shaking. Uh, like I start quivering here, and I know God has a message for the church. Sometimes it's a tongue, sometimes it's a prophetic word. Okay? So, but when this tongue is released, there must be interpretation. It is not just release, then whoo, then the tongue went loose. <laughs> now people are excited or things are happening. The important thing is, what is God saying? So there must be an interpretation. If there's no interpreter, or nobody to give an interpretation, whoever is sharing that tongue better trust God for an interpretation for that tongue. <laughs> okay? So you're stepping out in faith and trusting God to use it. If anyone speaks in a tongue, two or at the most, three should speak one at a time, and someone must interpret. There must be interpretation of this tongue. And then the other tongue is a, is, a, is a personal tongue. This is the tongue that every single person receives when you're prayed for and you, for the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Most people start speaking in tongues. Some prophesy. Now, someone starts speaking in tongues. They just start lifting up the, the name of the Lord, prophesying that Jesus is Messiah or King or King. But this one is your personal tongue. This is the kind of tongue that you use when you say, let's just begin to pray for Namibia. And then some people start praying in tongues. That is your own tongue. It's personal. It's what God has given you. And that one is for, for you to edify yourself with. So when you're in your quiet time, you're starting to pray, you get up and you start praying in tongues. You're edifying your inner man, your spirit. You're beginning to engage with the spirit of God. You're going, You're building yourself up. Amen? That's your own personal tongue. And then there's what we call an intercessory tongue. This is when your tongue shifts, especially when you're praying, or sometimes the Lord will just wake you up. I mean, I had this experience where God will just wake me up, and I start praying in tongues, and as I'm praying, my tongue changes. It changes. It doesn't remain the same. And sometimes it changes so deeply that I start even feeling it. I'm starting to feel anguish, or I'm starting to feel stuff happening, and I don't really understand what's going on, but I know the Holy Spirit is doing something. And sometimes it will show you a picture of somebody that you're praying and interceding for. Sometimes as you're engaging the Spirit and you're praying in this intercessory tongue, the Lord is showing you stuff that is happening. And again, this is for everyone. Now some of us can sit here and think, oh, this sounds interesting, but weird. I don't want any of that stuff. And some of us are sitting here thinking, wow, I want to experience that. I want to get to that place. 
You know, sometimes it's not even a tongue. You, sometimes you're groaning. The word, the God says, when we don't know what to pray for, the Holy Spirit prays through us through groans that no one understands. And this is what God is doing through us. We need to avail ourselves for the Holy Spirit to move in and through us. And then the, so, yeah, the, the important thing also is that there is something called the interpretation of tongues. And this can happen if you make yourself available in a meeting where the Holy Spirit is moving. God can use you to share a public tongue, to share a prophetic word, to interpret a tongue. Do you know that? Who's interested in this topic of tongues? So there's what we call the gift of interpretation of tongues. Now please note, it is not the gift of translation of tongues. Yeah? So the person won't say, when they said ba, it means Lord. Te te means holy water. She te te, get up. No! It's not a translation. It's interpretation. You're interpreting through the Holy Spirit. You're not even paying attention to what that tongue is saying to hear what it sounds like. No. Somebody is speaking in tongues here and something happens in your spirit where you're connecting with that tongue that is being released and you know this is what God is doing. And you come up and you share and you say, I sense the Lord saying, the Lion of Judah is in this place. His presence is in this place. He's unlocking power in this place. Okay? So, when that happens, there is a shift and people engage. You, you, you can, you know, you can sense God is doing something. And, and it's so powerful. It's really powerful. That God wants us to engage him in the spirit. He wants to unlock our spirits to be so sensitive to him. I mean, this morning, one of the words that came out, someone came to share with me and said, you know, God wants us to have the gifts of the Holy Spirit. He wants us, but he's calling us to that place of intimacy. Intimacy with him. Paying the price for intimacy with the Holy Spirit to be able to move in these things. But a lot of us charismatics, we just want to, while we are there, the Spirit must just come. He must just do. No? But the Holy Spirit wants the friendship. The friendship with him is so important. So that he can use us for these things. These are spiritual things. Nobody can study for this stuff. You cannot. I remember someone saying, no, there's a guy walking around with a small book teaching people to pray in tongues. Hmm? The book is written, ba, ba, ba. So he's saying, repeat after. The minute somebody is saying that to you, if that's how you received your, your tongues, we need to pray again. Ne? It is the Holy Spirit that touches and releases it. You cannot teach anyone. Yeah? And the Lord wants us to grow in this. Okay? So here's the summary of tongues. A nice summary of everything that we've spoken about. It is to edify ourselves, building ourselves up in the spirit. Especially in those days when you're low or you don't know what to pray for and you don't, you don't know how to pray. You just, you just start praying in tongues. You're building yourself up. You're building your, your inner man. 
And it's so important to use it. And don't doubt your tongue. If you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, you receive the tongue. Even though it sounds strange, just continue. When I got my tongue, it was just le 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 And I was like, oh, Lord, this tongue, what is this? <laughs> it just sounds, you know, le 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 I'm hearing people reshetebo, and I'm like, le 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 I'm like, God, can I just... And I remember being so hungry for a great something deeper, you know. And I remember one day I was just sitting. I decided on, uh, to stay during the holiday while people were out. And it was holiday time at, on, on, at Rhodes campus. And it usually used to take two days to get to Namibia, two days to go back. And it's just a one week. I was like, it's not worth being four days on, on the road. And I don't have money for, for, for a flight. So I decided to stay, read my Bible, and engage with, Lord, with the Lord. And I remember at 10 o'clock the one night, I was just like, Lord, I, I want tongues. I really want your Holy Spirit to just come. So I was just praying, and I was worshiping, ministering to the Lord, and just seeking his face. And then I started praying in my tongue. La, 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 la. And the next minute, it, it felt like someone put their hand on my stomach. Like this. It became so tight. And then the next thing, words just started flowing. And they were coming out and it was hot. It was hot in that room. And if you know Grahamstown, it's always cold. No? But that day, it was hot in my room. It's like the, the presence of the Holy Spirit was tangible. Tongues were flowing and flowing. And I'm like, oh, this is so good. I don't want it to stop. I hope I'm not making a noise for any, anyone because it is, it's quite loud. But it, it was... And it was an unlocking. Yeah? And, and God wants to do this in our lives. Communication with God, angelic tongues. It's a language that we don't understand, but God understands. Praying beyond our human ability. There are some people that you're like, Lord, I, just, I don't know how to pray for this person. I prayed and I prayed. Just pray in tongues. Pray in tongues. When you don't know how to pray, pray in tongues. Is there to edify the church when you're sharing a public tongue? And it is there as a sign for unbelievers when you share a tongue that people actually know. And at this point, I would just like us to rise so that we can just pray as we're engaging the Holy Spirit. During the next three weeks, we're going to look at the different gifts in the Holy Spirit. We started with the inspirational gifts. Next week, we're going to look at the revelation gifts. And then we're going to finish off with looking at the power gifts. And as we're doing these gifts, we don't just want it to be and knowing and understanding this is the gift and this is how it works. But we're really trusting that God will activate these different gifts in our lives so that we may be able to walk in them. The Bible says that we are a peculiar people. We are set aside. We're different. We are those called of God. We are marked by the seal of the Holy Spirit. And therefore, we are able to operate in these things. If witches and warlocks and all people are running, they're running to palm readers and all sorts of things because that is where they believe the power is. But God has given the church power, power to extend his kingdom here on earth. So wherever we are, let us just begin to just engage the Holy Spirit in whatever way you can because I really want to pray for the activation of the gifts of the Holy Spirit in our, in our midst. Just put your hand on your stomach. Let's just begin to engage the Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you for your presence here right now. Oh, Rabasata, Yarabo, Karashita, Yarara. 
Resete bokarashanara bokarashite Resete bokarashanara bokarashinde Resete bokarasata yara boyara sita yara boyara sanara boyere Harasata yara bokarashinde Father right now in the name of Jesus we thank you for a stirring a stirring of those gifts in our midst in the name of Jesus word of prophecy we call it forth right now in the name of Jesus word of prophecy well tongues oh father God diverse tongues interpretation of tongues in the mighty name of Jesus we thank you father for a release of your presence we thank you Lord that we are marked by your Holy Spirit we're gonna operate and we're gonna move in these gifts right now in the name of Jesus stir it up Stir it up, stir it up, stir it up, stir it up, Lord, stir it up, stir it up, stir it up, stir it up. Every gift that the Lord has given you that has been dormant in your life, the Lord is stirring it up right now in the name of Jesus. You're going to move in it with confidence. You are a child of God and you bring his presence wherever you go in the name of Jesus, in prayer meetings, in connect groups, at work, in the taxi. You're going to express the gifts of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. We thank you for that. I want to pray specifically for people that have been baptized in the Holy Spirit or you've been prayed for, but... You really desire to speak in tongues, but you don't uh, 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 pray or speak in tongues. Is there anyone like that this morning? If you're here, please just lift up your hand. I want to pray for you. If you want God to stir up the gifts of tongues in you, I see that hand. Is there anybody else? Please come to the front. Come to the front here so that we can just pray with you here. In the name of Jesus. Yes, just stand here. Can I have some connect leaders and some leaderships behind these people standing here? Right now, in the name of Jesus, we're going to trust God for an outpouring of His Holy Spirit that is releasing the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And especially the gift of tongues right now, we're stirring it up. In the mighty name, I want everybody else to engage and to release your faith as well for God to touch them right now. Is there anybody else? Anybody else that needs to be prayed for to receive either the baptism of the Holy Spirit or to stir the gift of tongues? Now listen to me. The gift of tongues is for every person. Every single person can speak in the gift of tongues. You can speak in tongues. Sometimes it's just negative thoughts that we have. Yeah, We have been taught wrongly. We have been taught, ooh, those things, don't receive those things. So right now what we need to do is come before the Lord and just ask him to just break off any negative mindset or fear in our heart. Fear that we have concerning the gift of tongues. There is no fear in love. The Holy Spirit will not give you something that is going to harm you. The Holy Spirit gives you something that blesses you, that uses you for the kingdom of God, that makes you a more effective child of God.
And therefore, right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you right now for release. Just open your hands. Open your hands and allow God to do what he wants to do. So Thank you, Lord. Thank you for a stirring. Thank you for a stirring right now. Right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for release of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, O oh Father God. Tongues of fire, tongues of fire, tongues of fire, tongues of fire. Let your river flow. Let your river flow right now. Right now, in the name of Jesus, the river of living waters. Lord, I thank you that you lose that tongue. Lose that tongue in the name of Jesus. No fear. No fear, Father God. Release your gifts right now, Father God. I thank you, Lord, for release of the Holy Spirit. There it is, there it is. Receive it, receive it, receive it, receive it. Receive it. The gift of tongues stirred up. Stir it up, Lord. Stir it up in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hey, thank you, Jesus. I sense the Lord is not done here, but I want to release everybody else. As we continue to pray, I just want to release everyone else that needs to go. So, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I bless your people. I thank you, Lord, that you protect them and you keep them this week, that you watch over them, Father God, that they will be as arrows sent out to do your work wherever they go. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for listening. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit envintook.org.